welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ, episode 202. It's your boy, <laughs> Joe. For real, it's your boy, Stringy. What's good, Slack? Got me out there. Yes, what's good? We back again after um, our big 200 show. And then last week, we had our 4th of July show. So um, this feels like the first kind of more normal Tuesday, you know, back to our normal scheduled programming. Um, but definitely want to welcome all of our Slackers in. And, and, and as always, say thank you for you being here with us, rocking with us, and we're excited to be back to talk some sports. But Strizzy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. You know what I'm saying? Special shout out to Unc last night. He, you know what I'm saying? He got us all together and and and, uh, and uh, paid for our dinner and stuff last night. So it was real cool to be able to chop it up with everybody. Uh, kind of nice for, you know, my Slack fam to be able to meet my, my bio fam. You know what I'm saying? So right. that was really cool, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm always, I'm always talking about you guys. So it was kind of nice for that. I know my mom's happy to put some some names and faces and stuff like that. And uh, it was just cool, man. It was really, really good. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you and Pops got to come out and, and Marcus too. Um, so it was a real good time, man. So I'm, I'm feeling, you know, heart's feeling full. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Special shout out to Ankh. Thank you again for extending the invitation to, you know, your Slack family too. So yeah, Pops and I, uh, um, you know, went out, met up with Strizzy and with Ankh and fam and um, had some good pizza over in downtown Glendale. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah. Glad y'all Yeah, yeah, me too. That was really dope. And um, and yeah, definitely free food is always, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing <laughs> ever wrong with that. So <laughs> yeah, so thank you um, for taking care of us on that note. Um, and we do want to say uh, a special shout out to Mad Marcus. He's not gonna be able to be with us today, but um mm-hmm. we love him dearly and he's always supporting the show and doing a lot for us, whether you get to see him on Tuesday or not, uh, just know that he's still a part of everything we're doing. So Special oh. shout out to to Marcus, and then also want to welcome some people in. We got Grace in the building. Hello, Grace. we got Pops. Good evening, Pops. A happy Tuesday from Kelly. What's good? Indeed. And hey, hey, y'all from Stephanie Washington What's checking that? in. What's good? So uh, thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you. We're gonna get rocking and rolling uh, in just a second here, and not too much crazy news going on, but definitely some different things that we want to touch on. And I want to get uh, the slacker out there, y- y'all's opinions on this stuff too. So let's oh, go ahead and, and pull up our uh, pull up our branding, and we'll get into our first topic. What's up next? Oh, let's check it out, man, real quick. Oh, tune to NFL talk. Let's get it. All right, NFL talk. We we you know we've been on it a little bit about how it's just really slow right now. And that's cool, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, just kind of gearing up for the season. But mm-hmm. OTAs are starting um, pretty much in the next couple of weeks. Training camps will be opening up. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to see some some of our, uh, you know, some of our guys back in action in a little bit. And then yeah. also um, the, the preseason starting just about a month. So, so the countdown is on. Um, but we do have some news about Alvin Kamara. So this happened, um, you know, as we may remember or not, but uh, Pro Bowl last year, not not this January, but last January, yeah. Pro Bowl in Las Vegas, um, Alvin Kamara, you know, had an incident where he was charged with battery for an incident that happened actually like the night before the Pro Bowl. He right. played in the Pro Bowl and then got arrested right after. Um, and uh, <laughs> now uh, yesterday – the, the civil case was dropped and they reached a settlement, uh, which will remain private. Originally, I think the guy was seeking like $10 million in damages. I doubt that he got that much, but um, but yeah, there there was a settlement yesterday and he pleaded today no contest to the battery charges. So 
he's going to get some community service and um then we'll see from there like what what happens next basically but um yeah yeah it costs him a little bit i'm glad he got that contract you know a year ago but uh i know you know on top of the the community service hours i know we got like a hundred thousand dollar fine or something like that as well so well it was a hundred thousand dollars the hospital bill for the guy oh, oh, gotcha, he had gotcha, to pay gotcha. actually yeah too that and so it's like dang but i mean hopefully i don't know how much I, I hate to say it like this, but I don't know how much damage was done. I don't know if that hundred thousand was, you know, extra bills that were kind of run up, you know, to make it seem worse than it was or whatever. That's what but, the lawyers do, you know what I'm saying? They, yeah, they, they they get you anything, get the neck brace on and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I think you know it was probably best for him to avoid court with that and just to kind of get get it settled. But the crazy thing is, right? Those four players that were involved in this. But of course, Alvin Kamara is the one that we're hearing of because he's the one with, you know, more notoriety, more fame, yeah. more money, bigger contract. So I'm kind of interested to see, like, on the other end, like, what's going to happen to to um, his co-defendants. Like, yeah. are they going to, you know, is it all going to be dropped? Is Alvin Kamara kind of taking the fall for everybody, you know, with the settlement? Um, we'll see what happens with that. But as Pops reminded us, yeah, he avoided jail time, but Roger punishment is coming up. I do think that that kind of cleared the way for the NFL now to punish Alvin Kamara and the others. If, if so, you know, mm-hmm. now that that's kind of part is done, uh, we'll find out, but hopefully it's nothing too crazy, but I think he's going to at least get a couple games behind this. And it's, yeah. it's kind of weird how it's happened so long ago. Um, you know, and he's just now kind of going to get the punishment. So true. He played a whole season. Like, so that's yeah. what's kind of weird too. Like he played a whole season, nobody says anything. It's it is what it is, and then now he's going to get punishment for something that happened, you know, back in January of 2022. It's kind of interesting. That is really so, crazy, actually. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next with that. But that's kind of something that could impact the Saints and their kind of new group that they're putting together. Um, but um, other than that, um, I do want to welcome in Anthony Wesson. What, what's good? Thank you for being here, brother. And perfect timing. Uh, for this one too, because I want to get his opinion on this. I know he's been watching this closely, but you know, since this this is kind of like the Law and Order segment <laughs> <laughs> I know. this time, because we also have Chiefsaholic, which is like the Chief Super Fan that you see here, and he's you know uh, he's gained notoriety because uh, he would always show up as like you know dressed in a full wolf costume, and he'd be basically at every Chiefs game, home and away, and. Um, most recently, though, he hit the headlines because he um, was was arrested for a bank robbery back in December, and um, he basically got out on bond in, like, February, and in March, he cut off his ankle monitor and went on the run and basically has been, like, kind of on the lam until earlier this week. I think it was yesterday or Sunday yeah. that, he, that he was – that the police caught up to him, or actually the FBI caught up to him. And he was somewhere outside of Sacramento, so all the way in Cali. But he had basically um, has is now being connected to like a string of robberies, like in Oklahoma, Iowa, Tennessee, like all across, like all across the nation. This guy was pulling robberies, and um, and now he, he's been found, and so he's going to have to be punished for it. But um, I'm just, it's just kind of crazy, you know, that this guy was like a super fan. He, you know, he used to show him on TV all the time. And uh, and now he's just a bank robber the whole time. Man, these these season tickets get expensive, bro. Right, <laughs> these season tickets get expensive. 
He's like, look what you made me do. (laughs) He wasn't robbing banks until the Chiefs started getting Patrick Mahomes and started winning and hitting the Super Bowl. And now all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he was like, yo, I got to, you know, I got to make something shake. So tickets um, getting costly. Yeah. Crazy though. Anthony West says Raiders fan in disguise. (laughs) And they're definitely going to need to do a 30 for 30 on this dude. Yeah. I think it will be very interesting to like hear more about it. Um, and yeah, Anthony Weston says they have gotten way expensive. For oh, the yeah. Like it's it's pretty crazy. But Arrowhead and just the Kansas City area has like a really strong fan base. Like, and yeah. so you know, match that up with how successful they've been. Exactly. You know, and, and it's only natural that that is you know tend to go crazy. But yeah. um, but yeah, I, I just I just think that's such a fascinating story. So we'll sure learn a little bit more about that. We'll see what happens to Chief Saholic. Um, but um. I don't know, man. Maybe that's why he was wearing the mask the whole time. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't even show up to games in his own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, um, really? I'm just curious, like, if he had, like, a different mask for, like, robbing banks or whatever, or if he ever, like, pulled a job, like, in this thing, that would be just too silly, you know? I'd, I'd be dead if he was pulling jobs in the in the cheapaholic costume, bro. I'd right. Like, Can you imagine man. that? Uh, Anthony West says jailaholic now. Yeah, that's the thing, <laughs> you know switch it up quick on him. But um, I just think it's funny, though, but I did always want to. And, like, maybe, you know, down the road with Slack, like, honestly, I've always been fascinated by the super fan. And, like, yeah. you know, it's been a- around for a long time. But all the way back to, like, I remember as a kid seeing Cowboy Daryl, and he was, like, the Cowboys super fan that, like, anytime it was a primetime game, they would show Cowboy Daryl. He'd be getting the crowd fired up. You got, um, you know, the guy with the Jets, the fi- fireman Ed or whatever. Yeah. That kind of is the same. Like, he's, like, their unofficial mascot. Um, the Suns had Mr. Orange for a while. Yeah. He went away, and then he came back after they got good. Very interesting. So I'd like to hear that story, Mr. Orange. Like, what happened? You know what I'm saying? What 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 made your colors fade during that time? But I've always wanted to, like, sit down with some super fans like this and really, um, really kind of get to know their story and how it became what it is. Yeah. Um, but I still, I don't know, man. I guess you just never know what you're gonna get, right? Uh, <laughs> we could have reached out to this dude and been on some whole different things. So Anthony <laughs> Weston mentions Clipper Daryl. That's another yeah. one. Yeah, the super Clippers fan, you know. Um, even like the Cleveland um Guardians almost slipped up. There. Oh, yeah, but yeah, they, you're right. They they have somebody that that bangs the drum for them or whatever, and like they just, you know, it's like become a part of what they do. Like it's like now it's a part of the game day tradition and stuff. So um so, yeah, man, I just think it's really cool. But I, I do admire the dedication of some fans. But I will say you shouldn't take it to this extent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't you, don't, if you got to rob banks to keep up with it, maybe maybe just miss a game. You know what I'm saying? It's time to calm down a little bit. Exactly, exactly. Just scale it back, scale back the fandom a little bit. But, um, but yeah, but we'll see what happens with Chiefs or Hollick. But that's only real, real NFL news that's going on. Nothing too crazy. So we'll go ahead and um, keep this thing moving. All right, NBA talk. So um, we're going to get to a couple of different things that's going on in the NBA right now. But one of the newer um, announcements that we've gotten that we've kind of been looking forward to is the NBA announced the details of their in-season tournament. And so what you see here are the groups that have been placed. But um, before we get into it too specifically, I just was curious, Trizzy, like, what are your thoughts on, like, having an in-season tournament? And are you kind of like yay or nay with this concept? 
I'm I'm like walking a line, but as of right now, I'd say I'm a little more nay than yay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I I can applaud you know the NBA by trying to do different things to keep the audience engaged, the fans engaged, and you know what I mean? It's like when you you know the the NBA has been so the same for so long, and you know don't get me True. wrong, I'm I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like I kind of like it out as it is, but I you know can also say cool kudos to to trying to engage, bring on more fans, new fans, you know, I mean, things of that nature. Um, but it, I think I thought it was kind of weird that they're doing it more kind of like soccer than say March Madness. You know what I mean? Like, gotcha. Yeah. So I I, I think for me, um, the way they're doing it, you know, in, in the sense of like uh, the 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 first couple of games or whatever actually go towards their uh, the their wins and calls, right? Yeah. Um, but I would have really liked for it to be kind of like, uh, you know, NCAA, like single elimination. You know what I mean? Like, let's have some Cinderellas in this tournament type thing. You know, let's, you know, let, let's catch the Spurs, you know, catching the Warriors on a bad night and, and advancing in the tournament while they're kicking them out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. things of that nature. But I think with the group play, it's still going to kind of keep the, you know, the bigger teams obviously are probably going to move forward. Uh, you know what I mean? The ones who are going to typically see in the playoffs and things of that nature. Which is fine, it's whatever. But I think if, if they were going to do it, I think I would have rather them do it a certain way. But I think because they are making it, um, you know, count towards their their, their records, they, they they can't do single elimination, right? That would that would be way too long. It would take too, you know, it wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? But right. So yeah. So I just I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of like with you. Like I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like you know, like as a kind of like a nerd for like logistics and the way they're doing the scheduling. I actually feel like they kind of came up with a creative way to try to do it to where I, I get now how they sold it to the players, right? Because they didn't make the season longer. Um, so yeah. I, I get that part of it and, and that's kind of cool. Um, but the grouping is kind of weird that they did a random draw and it was kind of like, basically like each of these groups have five teams in it, but you would basically get like a team from the top, so much percent middle so much percent and then bottom so much percent so that's how they tried to kind of settle them out but yeah the initial group games will be basically just their regular season games when they're going to play that team yeah that's going to count towards the tournament play and then it won't become single elimination basically till the very end which is like december 7th and 9th where they'll have kind of like the final eight teams identified out of the group stages yeah. and then those teams will be like you know play down in the west and play down in the east so um, I don't know. We'll see, but I don't want to be too much of a hypocrite, but I'm like, dang, it's in Vegas. Like that'd be kind of cool to just slide up there yeah. and go see the final. But I was looking at tickets. They already have tickets on sale, of course. And they're, but they're only selling like the upper bowl, but it's going to be at the T-Mobile arena in Vegas, which is where the aces play and the golden Knights play. And I get that, like why they're doing that just to continue to like pave the way for like the NBA in Vegas. And yeah. like, it does so well during the summer league, and it's such a destination where you have all those hotels built in to sure. where you can easily accommodate, like, everybody showing up, you know. Um, so we'll see. But to your point, Strizzy, I do think there might be some Cinderella's in there. I do think uh, once they get down to that group stage, like, you might see, like, a Kings, like, breakthrough, right, and, like, win yeah. this little tournament because, like, it would mean that much to them mm -hmm. and other teams might not go all in for it, you know. Yeah. Um, so we'll 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 see how it plays out. I feel like especially this first year though, maybe teams will be more gunning to be like the first ones because you do get a tournament trophy, you do get a bonus for making it all the way to the final, yeah. and there will be like a, a 
tournament like MVP too. But basically, I think this is just kind of like a gimmick to for the NBA to like sell more interest in the middle of the season because there's fans like even like Marcus always says like until All Star break like it's not as the same like intensity. Yeah. Um, so it's like you know to get more interest in the middle of the season is kind of cool. Sell more games and also more primetime slots. Like you know, it's just it's another event for them to have like a mini finals basically like in the middle of the season. So right. um, we'll see how it plays out, but I definitely wanted to see kind of uh, your thoughts on that. And, and I, you know, I'm interested. I'm, I'm kind of here for it, though. I'll watch. I'll tune in. Of course. Not necessarily ask for it, but doesn't mean that I might not like it. But No, that, that's what I said. Like, I'm not offensive. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm going to watch it, see how it goes. You know what I mean? And like you said, like, it, it's – it's next door, you know what I'm saying? So, we'll, you know, it would be cool to try to, you know, move over and go catch a game out there or something like that. Like, that would actually be really dope, too. Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah it's like they're going to have, like, on that Thursday, the 7th, I think there's, like, the finals of the – like, the last two teams in the West and the last two teams in the East will play that day. Man. And then that Saturday it will be, like, East versus West for the for the championship. So, for sure. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. But um, but I, I, um, I don't know. I'm glad to see how it's going to work now. I thought like you, I thought they were just gonna like take a week off during the middle of the season and then do some kind of like random bracket and then just play yeah. it all the way down. But this kind of makes it a little bit more intriguing where like all throughout November, like if it's a Tuesday or a Friday game, it's like gonna count for regular season and for the tournament too. So yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, let's go to the comments real quick. Anthony West says group play is cool, but put a mixture of group of death like Nuggets, he's Celtic Spurs. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like just make it like a really hard one to get through. That'd be that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, Pop says I don't like it. I'm a traditionalist. 82 regular season games in the playoffs. Players are always resting. Now this, yeah, it will be interesting to see. Like you know, kind of how we keep comparing it to soccer, but I guess that's the only thing we've like precedence we've seen. But like even in soccer, like some of the in season tournaments, they won't play their main guys because they're like, oh, oh well, you know, we're, yeah. we have a bigger prize. So yep. if the NBA teams do that. It'll be cool to see, like, maybe the Pelicans or, like I said, the Kings or the Cavs, you know, sneak in because maybe it means more to them. But I, I, I'm i wondering if, like, low-key the NBA has some kind of a rule, like an unwritten rule of, like, you better play your stars in these games, at least the first time around, you know? Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. But, but we'll yeah, we'll definitely see how it works out. But Pop says real fans don't need gimmicks to watch good basketball. <laughs> I feel you on that. But they're always going after the people that aren't already – in you know what I mean? It's yeah, kind of yeah, weird. exactly. Basketball so, fans are always like you know, like Pop said, like we're real basketball fans. Like we really don't need the gimmicks to watch because we're always gonna watch. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna catch every Lakers game you can. I'm gonna catch every Miami Heat you can you know, game and Pops. You know what I'm saying with you know with the Sixers and things of that nature. But like you said, like I think the audience are people who don't watch. You know what I mean? Trying to reel some new fans in and try to get some more you know people to end up watching, but. And I feel like because, like, the younger generation, like, the shorter attention span, like, you want more winners, you want more celebrations, like, yeah, you know, like, like maybe. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. Uh, this is interesting. I like this, too. Anthony West says it should have been a rotating city based in arenas that don't have an NBA team. That would be tight. Maybe, no, maybe they will do that. Maybe this year is Vegas. Maybe next year is Seattle, you know, or something like that where the mm-hmm. finals would happen. That would be pretty gangster. Um but I still feel like they're going to stick to those strong markets that they're trying to continue to build. So, um, all right. So we'll see what's up with that. Uh, that begins November 3rd. And we'll be, of course, you know, kind of talking about that every Tuesday as it goes down. Um, 
Let's see what else we got. Summer League, though, speaking of Vegas, uh, Summer League uh, is is doing really well right now. The first week of Summer League was was big time, uh, had a lot of uh, engagement. Um, most watched NBA Summer League opening weekend ever on ESPN Networks. 450,000 average viewers per game. Like, that's legit. Like For a Summer League, yeah. The Summer League used to always just be – well, it used to be, like, only on NBA TV – Yep. Like it was only on like the, it wasn't even on ESPN. Every once in a while, it'd be like on ESPN three or something. So like just to see where it's come in the last like five six years, is pretty cool. But of course, Wimbyama had a lot to do with that too. Everybody wanted this new guy. Um, what did you think of Wimbyama's debut? He only played two games and now he's basically shut down. But what did you think of Wimbyama? Um, honestly, it was exactly what I expected. I felt like the uh, I want to I don't want to say his height, but I want to say like the um, like I had a feeling it was going to kind of get to him a little bit. You know what I mean? Everyone's waiting for him to play, watching him to play. It's the biggest stage of basketball in the world, you know what I mean? And um, I think maybe it got to him a little bit. Uh, you know, he didn't have a strong shooting night in his first game. Uh, but then I knew game two he was going to bounce back like crazy, and he did. So, um, and, I, and I think that's kind of what they wanted. They wanted him to get the jitters out, see how he does well in the second game. Um, I know he fell down a couple of times in the second game, so I think that also might have a little bit to do with, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let, you know, you had a great game. Let's – yeah, let's cut it for the rest for the rest of summer league. Um, so you know, the the people got to see what they wanted to see in him. I think the Spurs got to see what they wanted to see in him. And uh, at this point in time, they're just gonna probably work with them, the, the different coaches, shooting coaches, post post up coaches, things of that nature, and um, get them going. But uh, but yeah, man, I think he looked great. Um, I, I think my favorite right now for for uh, rookie of the year is Chet Holmgren. I don't think for me it's Wemby yet, uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. Some of these rookies have shown a lot of promise. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think um, Chet probably benefited from that extra year. Um, yeah, exactly. Wimbyama, I could definitely see him being up there. You know, the hype is around him, but I do think that the hype might hurt him because the expectation might be different, right? He yeah. might be j- being judged on a different scale than, like, a, you know, your average typical rookie. So um, I, I do think that that will be interesting. I think he will lead the league in blocks, though, as a rookie. Yeah. Because just people are going to take time to adjust to like what he can do, but yeah. um, but but also too, it's going to take him time to adjust to the NBA game. He it's hasn't been playing with grown men and professional, but like it's it's different the way our guys play, where we might see some hoopers in the summer league that are just like hooper hoopers that came up through the AAU and they're like, oh, we're ready to go and like shine on this type of a stage, but not yeah. maybe not necessarily be as productive. So yeah, um. But yeah, we'll watch that one closely. Also, Pops, uh, Pop, uh, Popovich, he um, inked a five-year extension over the weekend, at, like basically shortly after Wimbyama's debut. And I think that that really gives the Spurs and Popovich and Wimbyama like some confidence going forward. That hey, it doesn't have to be right now, but let's try to see if we can, you know, put yeah. something together and win a championship in the next five years. I think that'd be a cool way for Pop to go out. Um, Funny thing is, man. I loved how they gave Pop that uh, that contract because for me, like we're constantly talking about, it's like as as a head coach in the NBA right now, dude. It's like you get two seasons. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you get like two seasons to get to a championship, not even like make it to the playoffs. Like you got to win a championship in two years or you're gone. You know what I'm saying? And like even and, Budenholzer, like he won a championship and then two years later he out. Exactly. Same thing with Nurse. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with yeah. Nurse. You know what I mean? Like uh, you know Monty got to the championship, lost. You know what I mean? And and. Uh, I understand why they got rid of him, but I still think it was a little pre, you know, a little pre, uh, uh, pre done, you know what I mean? But, you know, 
with Pop, it's like he had, you know, he hasn't had the talent around him in the last couple of years to really put anything together. But the Spurs are always so um, competitive because of how good of a coach he is. You know what I mean? So I, I'm really glad that the Spurs are. Oh, did I lose you? Or did. Sorry, did we both go down? Yeah, I think we might have both went down for a second. That was weird. Dang. Yeah. Apologize, y'all. Uh, we had a little, a little, uh, there was a blip in the matrix or something. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, you were saying about Pop, you love how they give Pop that runway and coaches don't really get that anymore. Yeah. And I, and I think he deserves it. You know what I mean? For what he's been able to do with the team that he's been, that he's had to play with, um, I'm glad they did it. Um, I hope Miami does it. You know what I'm saying? With, with, with Spo, you know, regardless of, you know, like what Spoh's been able to do with the teams he's had has been remarkable. You know what I mean? And, you know, you can't look at, like, because they didn't win a championship against the Nuggets when they should have been in the first place of, as a failed season. You know what I mean? That's that's more or less of, like, you know, with the right people around them, like, we probably win a championship. You know what I mean? So right. um, it's just crazy to see these guys and, and uh, you know, doing everything they're doing. And then, you know, a year after what they consider a failed season, they're getting fired. So. Shout out to the Spurs organization and, and realizing what they have in Greg Popovich because you do not want him coaching somewhere else. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, I do want to welcome Unk to the show real quick. Okay. He says hello from Gim uh from Glendale. So um, and thank you, thank you again, Unk, for the yeah. uh for the for the awesome dinner last night. We had a, we had a great time. So I appreciate you on that. Um, um and uh Anthony West says, yeah, Lakers too won a championship and then their coaches fired. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then also Anthony West was mentioning Chet Holmgren, um, and then he was also saying, "Okay, so he was supposed to be taking the last few years and have it." And I know they're because it's because Shea is kind of too good for that too. Like they're really yeah. good yeah. team. So I like what OKC is doing. I'm kind of excited for them. Um, and, the, and the amount of picks they still have is insane. Yeah, they really. Like, it's crazy. From like the where they were at, like I know people say like, "Oh, you know, they probably should have won a championship." They probably shouldn't have given up on their trio, right? When they had Westbrook and KD and Harden, but like what they've done from then to stay relevant, like, and all of that was just through the draft too, like how they even got those players. So it's like, kudos to their front office, like they really do know what they're doing. Exactly um, for being Not, like a small market or a, a destination that people wouldn't want to go to, you know. Exactly. Not to mention back then, money wasn't the same, so they couldn't keep all three. Right. You know what I mean? Like they just couldn't. So, you know. Yeah. It kind of is what it is. Definitely. Most definitely. So um, I threw a couple other players up here that are having a, a, um, a good summer league. Mm. And um, we'll continue to watch that to see who the MVP is. But I kind of like it because we usually get the first couple of games of, like, those debuts. And we're looking to see certain rookies. And then the good ones get kind of shut down, right? Even your yeah. boy from Miami, I don't think he's playing anymore either. Yeah. And then you kind of get to see these, like, middle guys that are either coming back for their second year, kind of more dominating, like yeah. a Max Christie. Christie from the Lakers or, you know, some of these guys to see who's going to emerge. So yeah. um, I hate to say it like this, but it's like this might be some of their biggest chance to shine just so that they can get, become like the third point guard on the roster or something like that. So sure. it's kind of interesting to see like what talent is out there and how much. So um, so there's a couple of guys to watch there. The next up, though, and, and um, 
Unk mentioned this one is where is Lillard going to go? That's still the question. Um, the Trailblazers came out and said, look, this could take months. Like, we're in no rush to do this. We have to do what's best for the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, if you had to put your put your, put your your marker down, um, wh- where do you think he's going to go? I still think he lands in Miami. That's where he wants to be. That's where he's essentially said, like, he, him and his agent are basically telling other teams, like, don't trade for me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to – I don't want to – I will not re-sign with you, essentially. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like – do you want to give up the five, four first round picks and another player or two, you know what I mean, for Damian Lillard when he's not going to stay there? Now, don't get me wrong. Game's a professional. Like, he's going to play wherever he's at. But, like, do you really want someone who's, like, not going to feel like playing or not? You know what I mean? Like, and the answer right. to that is no. You know what I mean? So, I, I think at the end of the day, um, where Miami's struggling is the fact that they, you know, they still have Anthony Simons and they just drafted uh, Scoot. So it's like they don't have a need for Tyler Hero. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they're still trying to find a third and maybe even fourth team for, for this trade. And that's why they're basically saying, like, it could take a while. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. Maybe they're waiting for someone to get hurt, you know, or the possibility of someone getting hurt. So then maybe they do like- need a guy like Tyler Hero, you know what I mean, or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, I, I saw a talk of looking at the Nets, Blazers, and Miami, and at least a three-team possibly adding in the Hornets for a fourth. Uh, but you know, both teams are like all these teams are basically like, you know, no one's in a rush right now. So yeah, still a lot of waiting to see what's going to happen. Yeah. But like, man, I tell you, I still want them in Miami, man. <laughs> I still want them in Miami. I think you're going to get your wish, man. I think you're going to get the chance to see that. Um, and, and I do think he's going to end up with the heat as well, but I kind of commend the trailblazers for being like, we're not going to rush. We're not just going to do it or accept less just yeah. because we know where he's going to go. Like, they're still like, you know, we'll work and we'll figure out a package that really does make sense for us. And, you know, after having Lillard all this time, after doing what they could to put teams around him, yeah, um, they should, you know, take their time with that because he is an asset. Like, if he's not going to play for them, though, they got to make sure that they get that value out of it. So, yeah. Um, but there's a couple of things that, that Ant's saying right now that I completely agree with. Actually, everything he's saying right now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's true. You, you don't want to go into the uh, the the uh, the um, you know the off season or not the off season, but going into the season with stuff like this lingering. You want to go in with the team that you know you're going to have. You know, what I mean, if Dame's still on the team, you're now you're you're thinking about like you know what kind of a leash do we have on Scoot? You know what I mean? But with Dame gone, that leash gets a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and uh, also too, man, I'm I'm hoping Christian Wood ends up in Miami. I've been watching him lately too. Um, we need the size. The size is what kill has been killing us in the playoffs. And with Boston grabbing uh Porzingis and you know, just playing just playing the Nuggets and the size from all the positions, not even not even just Joker, just all the positions, you know, Michael Porter Jr. and and uh Aaron Gordon, like those guys are just so much bigger than like every other, you know. What I mean, MPJ and, and Aaron Gordon are the same size as Bam, you know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's and like, they're the smalls. Like. Exactly. We were so tiny. Even going against the, your Lakers, you know, a couple of years ago, like we just the size killed us, man. So, you know, if we can if we can grab Dame, keep Bam, add, and uh, we also got your boy Bryant and and get Christian Wood, man, like we'd be going into the season with me feeling really good. That's for sure as a Heat fan. But yeah, we gotta we gotta add some size to this squad. Otherwise, it's it's not looking good. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I feel you. I think we're gonna get to see it though. It'll be very exciting. To see, but I, you know, it might it might end up dragging on longer than we thought. 
this might just end up being like an Aaron Rodgers to the Jets situation where it's like (laughs) we knew for months it was going to happen. Yeah. But it just took like six weeks, eight weeks or whatever it ended up taking. Yeah, it took a minute. Um, Anthony Weston, though, he did mention Christian Wood. That's one of the bigger notable free agents still out there. Christian Wood, um, Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, a couple other guys, uh, Will Barton, but really the, the 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 heap is small. Like the free agents have pretty much settled. It's really just where is Lillard going to land and then also mm-hmm. Harden with the Sixers. Like where is that going to trade going to happen? True. Um, but one other one I wanted to mention, though, was Dario Saric uh, signing with the Golden State Warriors. I mm-hmm. think that was a sneaky, sneaky pickup. Like they're putting together a really good team, and Saric mm-hmm. is the type of guy that he, he does everything well. Like he does everything yeah. good. And he's a smart basketball player. He knows how to play with a great point guard. He knows where to be, floor spacing, all that type of stuff. Exactly. So I feel like he's gonna be he's gonna be a good pickup for them. So um that's it for really for basketball, though. We'll see who the summer league champion is, and we'll continue to talk about that a little bit until that shuts down. But um, but for now, like we said, it's kind of slowing down on the news, and and we're really kind of getting to see um, what these teams are gonna be like. Um, all right, let's keep this thing moving. Let's see what we got next. Um, other sports. Okay, other sports. So this one, uh, we got to talk about Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald was fired um, um, yesterday after basically on Friday they suspended him for two weeks, and it was going to be basically two weeks during the summer, so not during the season, um, for allegations of uh, hazing that were going on within the football program. And um, – I guess they, you know, there was some, there was like a whistleblower that had recorded some things last fall, like last November. And, um, and then the, um, the campus or the college or whatever you want to say, they launched an investigation, like a six month investigation. They concluded their investigation in May. And then they announced this, this two week uh, suspension. Well, I guess after the two week suspension came out, this player, and, and other players were kind of sounding off about it, but especially this this initial whistleblower. And he did an interview where he basically told, like, everything that was going on. Yeah. And as a result of that coming out, Northwestern, you know, over the weekend was like, you know, maybe we erred on the punishment. Maybe it should have been a little bit worse. And then it comes to yesterday when they just go ahead and fire him. Um, so uh, Pat Fitzgerald has been the coach since, like, 2007, so he's definitely ingrained in the culture. And before that, he was a player for Northwestern, too. So this yeah. guy is like Northwestern through and through. Um, the allegations, you know, are just very strange. But the hazing, I guess, was very aggressive. They would right. have um, make make lists of players like that were like underclassmen or freshmen that were going to be hazed. And they would make the list and generate the list based off of like mistakes they made. So if they made mistakes in practice or a mental error, or a mistake during the game, or something like that, then they would be added to this list. And they this, this list would be the players that they have to run, which was the which is like the what they called their term for this punishment. But, I mean, I don't know how to really talk about it, but we just talk about it. Like, it, so apparently the punishment is they would have, like, a player, like, in a dark room, and, like, I think they would, like, blindfold them or put them in the dark, and restrain them and then like they would have eight or nine players that would clap over their head and then like proceed like in taking turns in dry humping the player like (laughs) like that was like the the hazing ritual that they called running and then they even put like these events on like runs giving or runs miss like 
for the Thanksgiving break and the Christmas break. And they were like doing that, like to like, I don't know, like they would just have this list and like they would continue to add to the list as people made mistakes. And then as they got the opportunities to in the locker room, they would have these events where they would haze these people. And like, I just don't, I just don't get it. But I also don't understand like how it took this long for it to go out or for somebody to say like, hey, this isn't cool. It probably, I think probably what happened is it probably just happened to the wrong person, right? Probably happened to someone who hadn't been, who hadn't had it done to him yet. Probably didn't agree with it, but you know, you don't want to be the person, you know, whistleblowing until it happens to you. And you're just like, this is stupid. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I think, you know, for me, if that were me, I'd be like, no, nah, ain't nobody doing nothing like that to me. You know what I mean? But a lot of times these, the, these players are kids. You know what I mean? And, right. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of times they're just going to go with whatever. They're not going to say anything. Uh, you think because they play football that they're, you know, burly, you know, these manly men and they're, they're kids, right. you know, 18, 19-year-old kids. You know, only so many of these players are, you know, what you would call an adult. And I'm like, <laughs> at 25, yeah, I'm like, a kid. Right. You, know you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think that, you know, this is something that's just really stupid. It's really childish. Uh you know, you mess up, you do something, you you make them run an extra lap or two for practice. Okay, that's whatever. That's just right. that's just football. That's just practice, whatever. Like stuff that's like stupid like that. Like don't don't dry hunt me. Like somebody getting hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Well, yeah. and like you said though, you made some great points. Like they're young, and I think that you know maybe perhaps in the past they targeted people that they felt they would be able to get away with it on. Yeah. You know. And if it was like only freshmen and only certain things, like, you know, maybe it was a smaller group of players, but it is sad that there's still cultures, right. Where you, you can see that happening to your teammate and you still don't say anything as long as it's not happening to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Those, those type of situations, like those type of climates, like it's sad that they still exist, but they do. I, I can understand that. Or some of these guys, right. Like, you know, the competition, even to get a D one scholarship, like even to get to play for a team like Northwestern, it's yeah. like an insane achievement. And then you get there and in your first couple of weeks, something crazy like this happens. Are you going to turn around and tell your parents, like, I'm I'm out, like, I'm going to throw away this scholarship? Like, True. you know, like all these things like that that might be going into somebody's mind to be like, you know, I'm just going to not say anything. And but, it's not like you're going to hit the player portal either until the next, until following season. So, like, you know, I mean, unless you want to do it and sit out. Right. But some of these guys are like, this is what I do. Like, this yeah, is exactly. my opportunity. And so it's like, it's, it is, it's really sad, but I mean, beyond that, like the initial findings, they said, you know, basically like they didn't, they couldn't prove that the coach knew what's going on, but that they, they showed that there was opportunities for him to have learned what was going on, which I still think like, to me, I'm sorry, but especially like in a college situation, it's very cyclical. You're only going to be there two, three years. Like most players aren't going to, you know, like, be there that long right so yeah. somebody has to be carrying that culture forward yeah like because even if you had like a, a bad group of people that was like you know but maybe once they graduate it's like oh thank god those those jerks are out of here like we can stop that you know so something had to be like this is what we do right right so that's what's very interesting to me also the the coach basically said like oh i don't go in the locker room like the players run the locker room that's their shop like that's their home I don't go into the locker room, but I'm like, I think that that's bogus too. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, absolutely but not. you're the no coach. Way. You've never been in the locker room. Like you, you're saying you don't know anything that goes on in the locker room. Like, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't believe that. So no, nah, me neither. Not for a just, second. 
it's just crazy. But the quick 180 that they took over the weekend, I still think it's kind of like bad on the university too because they just thought, we'll give them this two weeks, we'll wipe this, we'll brush this thing under the rug, and that wasn't going to work. Like, that's just yeah. that's just crazy. So, yeah. um, but I do want to say too that there are players that are upset. Like, is there's kind of a split camp because some players are like, oh, the athletic director – is a coward and he can't even come and tell us to our face that they're firing a coach. And some people like still have loyalty to coach and all that, but it's like, man, like it's like taking a step back. Like, I just think that like over time, maybe they'll be able to say like, see that, like that's, that's not cool. Like you can't be. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Most of these players, the thing is, it's like, you know, I don't want to talk about the coach's character. I don't know him personally. But I'm sure a lot of those guys, he went to their homes, he talked to them, he told them that he wanted them to be, you know what I mean? Like, And you're telling the parents, too, like, I'm going to take care of you, right? Like, exactly. I'm t- you're sending your kid across the country, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these kids, too, like, who knows what kind of opportunities they had in life. Like, that might have been the first time they ever left home like that, you know? Exactly. And I can imagine if you're a, if you're a top recruit or a top player in the country, you know what I mean? Or maybe you're not a top player in the country. Like, Northwestern's a big school. Yeah. Well, like, you know, I'm sure that you probably the, you know, the, um, the, what's it called? You were probably getting opportunities you're getting probably weren't at schools like Northwestern. But then when you get this opportunity, you're just like, you know, I didn't, I didn't get an opportunity from Ohio State or Michigan or, or, right. or, or Georgia. I only got D3 offers or D2 yeah, exactly. offers or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. So you see a coach coming to your house, coming to your house. Like, so I, I, I get it. Like, I understand it. You know what I mean? In the sense of like, you know, they're upset that their coach is gone, but, Sometimes, like like you know, like like the professional players always say, like there's some things that are bigger than basketball, some things that are bigger than football. Like I think this is one of those things that's bigger than football. You know what I mean? Like, right. Ah, it's crazy. Okay, let me hit the comments real quick though. Yeah. Stephanie Washington said, "Seriously, stupid." Uh, she also said, "Don't dry hump anyone." Solid advice. I think that that's yeah. You can start right there, and then that's that's pretty good advice. <laughs> right. Um, crazy how these coaches Unk says that these coaches still continue to accept hazing as part of the game and yeah it's like you know i just think that some people just take too much joy in it like there it's one thing if you're like oh you gotta go sing a song you know what i mean yeah like you gotta go you know you gotta, you gotta sing a row 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 your boat in front of the team right you know what i mean like or like you said earlier like you gotta run extra laps or like whatever you know but like oh man like that's just crazy yeah. Pop said, "Sad that players would participate in this. Thank goodness they didn't go farther. And yeah, you, you know, it, it could have gotten, you know, even more out of hand. And and like, who? It's just so weird to see too. Or I'm so curious, but also I don't want to know too much. But I'm just saying, yeah, like, where did it start? Like, 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 who was the first person that was like, oh, you know what? That's what we're gonna do. Like, you know <laughs> I know. What I mean? Like, how did did that evolve into the? You know, I don't know, man. That's For just real. that's just crazy." Um, yeah, Anthony West said, what happened to making you carry your pads and cleats or paying for a meal while the weird stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's just, that's just crazy to me. And now that's a good idea, pay the meals, you know, now that they're getting NIL deals, like, bro, yeah. you know, saying like, you know, you're gonna have to, it's gonna cost you to make a mistake, but not like that. Like, uh, yeah. all right. So, um, so yeah, so that's that story. We definitely had to talk about that, but, um, just, just, just crazy, but. Hopefully it's kind of a wake up call for some other programs too, as far as like if you're doing something along anything along these lines, or if you have something that's formalized versions of hazing where it's like a tradition or something, you should probably uh, reconsider that. Definitely. Um, all right, who else we got? What else we got on here? Uh, baseball. So the All Star Game is actually on right now. 
Uh, yep. so we we've reached the midsummer classic uh, where you know we'll have the all-star game and then have a little bit of break for these MLB players. It is in Seattle and it uh, looks like they're putting on a really good show, but I definitely wanted to give a shout out to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for winning mm-hmm. the home run derby last night. And he and his father became the first father-son duo to both win the home run derby. I think that that is pretty special. That's pretty cool. And actually, I did find I couldn't find it again, but I did see somewhere on the interwebs uh, a picture of Vlad Guerrero Jr. at that All Star game or at the home run derby with his yeah. dad. So that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty special. Um, you see now also too they got the chain as part of the um as part of the reward to go with the trophy, and then also a nice little jacket that's got like some some um, Mount Rainier on there or whatever. So that's pretty cool. Um, but it was was a good show for sure. And um, and the MLB All Star Game going on tonight, so that means no baseball. So that means basically the Royals are going to be undefeated all week for the first week all year. <laughs> they won't lose the game this week. But no, nah, but um, but seriously though, I can't believe it's already halfway through the MLB season. Like that's pretty crazy to me. And um, and we're going to continue to chug along with that. But you know, as we get these playoff races, we'll start to take a closer look at baseball. Um, because that's when it really gets exciting when we start to get to, towards October. Another thing, I, another thing I thought that was really cool in the Derby, and I think like I hope a lot of players do this next year is uh, um, uh, Pete Alonso. He signed every single one of his balls before he hit them. So oh, every that's gangster. That yeah, so every ball that he hit a home run for, whoever caught it got a signed ball from for Pete Alonso. So I thought that was really dope. I hope, I hope like more players do that going forward. That's actually pretty cool. That is tight. That's a great idea because, yeah, they have the bucket of balls that they're going to use. So, like, yeah. that's a smart idea. And especially, like, I know that, like, the Home Run Derby has gotten bigger, but also, like, those tickets are not cheap, like, in the in bleachers. Like, for once, the bleachers are the most expensive because they know, you know, you got the chance to, to snag some some balls. So, um, but, no, that's a great idea. That's pretty cool. Um, we got to go back to some, some sometime soon to the batting cages, and we're going to have our own Home Run Derby. Uh, we did find the batting cages. We checked it out. So we're going to be putting some footage up on YouTube. But when we go back, they have a little tracker thing where it shows yeah. you like how far the ball would have went in the stadium. So we're going to see if uh, your boy Strizzy or I can actually hit some some major league home runs. That would be pretty dope. Um, Anthony West said, man, I think the baseball all-star game hit its peak for the late 90s. Just doesn't feel the same, except in 2015 when it's all Royals. That was crazy. Like <laughs> it, They had like seven – I think it's like seven players on the all-star yeah, team. Like, I think that was crazy. It was like almost the entire starting lineup. But, yeah, I think, you know, baseball, it's finding its way again. Like, I think baseball is still exciting, and I really do think that the young players that are coming up and getting a chance is making it exciting. But it's it, it's it's definitely not the same. You know? It's definitely not the same. So, But that's our baseball update um, for today. What else we got on here? Tennis. Oh, we got to give a shout out to our boy, and and now all of a sudden I'm blanking on his name. Dang it! Um, but Wimbledon's going on, and we have um, we have um, dang it, what's his name? <laughs> Homie on the left though, Chris Ebanks or something like that. I know, and I'll find him in a second. But he's yeah, the, he's the yeah, he's the third uh, African American player to make it into the semifinals at Wimbledon. So congratulations to him. He is in the top eight. And, um, you know, he actually, his story is very interesting. He was getting ready to basically retire from tennis. He's been a pro for like four years now, but basically the first three years, he was like sitting like, you know, around like 200 ranked in the world. 
and like yeah. basically like barely scraping by to make it work and actually had started doing commentating work at tennis tournaments because he was already like, you know, maybe, maybe I need to switch up my, my profession. Um, but he got more serious, got himself a full-time coach, worked his way up, you know, late last year into the top 100. And now he's soaring up. I think he's like 47th, but after this week's wins, he'll probably go up into the top 30. Um, yeah. So big congratulations to him. If he can continue to upset some people, that would be pretty cool. I don't know that he can go all the way, but still, I mean, that's very exciting for him to reach that success and also just a great story to um, to persevere, you know, and to, continue to, to continue to chase those dreams, even if you aren't sure. Like, he still had the passion for it, um, and he, you know, did what he needed to do to get the results. So so definitely congratulations to, to him for that one. Um, we also got Svitolina uh, over here who she just upset the number one ranked uh, tennis pro. She's now into the top four or the final four of the women's bracket. And a big shout out to her. Um, she basically took the past like year and a half off of tennis because she was pregnant and then had her baby and spent some time with her baby. Now she's coming back as basically like an unranked wild card and she has a, a chance to win Wimbledon. So a big congrats to her on her success and um and i just like these feel-good stories i think that tennis yeah. is like dominated by like two or three people for so long oh, that wow. it's good to see like it's good to see some different people coming some up. new faces coming through yeah absolutely pop says it's not the same watching without serena but some great tennis matches so far most definitely yeah it isn't the same and i still wish there's a way you know that she can win it one more you know just to get that record but um but we're satisfied with the career she had we're just being greedy now at this point. Um, mm -hmm. All right, last up, did want to talk about Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury. They have agreed to a boxing match this October, and it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. It will be like the 10-point must system for boxing. They haven't said how many rounds yet, um, and they also haven't said whether this will actually count towards their career standings or not. Gotcha. But um, first thoughts, first impressions, what do you think of uh, Ngannou and Fury? match you know it's funny you know i mean i i, I like that you know in gun has always been more of a striker you know what i mean so like i i can all i can definitely see him in in a boxing ring more so than a mixed martial arts ring uh but boxing's just different man there's so much more car so much more of a cardio aspect it's so much more technical than than you know mixed martial arts in my opinion um so you know <laughs> hopefully it's not too many rounds man because you know fury's you know he's it's kind of it's kind of like when when uh Mayweather fought um Conor McGregor, you know what I mean? It's like Conor he's McGregor is known for striking, you know what I mean? Like he's a you know he's a fighter, the boxer, the striker, but it's like you you get you get away from those fifth uh, fifth round, which you're used to, and it's like yo, it's only six rounds. Why am I like dying right now? I can't breathe. Right. Where these boxers are like yo, I'm used to going twelve, my guy. You know right. what I'm saying? So. They're like, we could do this all day. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like Ngannou, that is a work cut out for him to fight, you know, literally the best heavyweight in the world. You know what I mean? For for basically, in my opinion, his first his first real boxing fight. Like that's right. That, that's starting that's starting pretty high. Yeah. Like I think Fury right now is like seven pound for pound, like number yeah. one or number two a heavyweight. Like, yeah, like you're starting at the top. So <laughs> yeah. I definitely feel like he's okay with losing if, if, if it comes yeah, to that. Yeah, for like, sure, for sure. Because, yeah, you can't start out much tougher than that. But I agree. The cardio is going to be much different. And the muscle, like the weight. Like Ngannou, like Fury, like he's strong, obviously. But, you know, he doesn't have all that muscle. Like no. because muscle, that takes up so much of your oxygen. You yep. get so tired, your stamina. 
Whereas Fury, he has got a good balance of that, you know, weight and the power. Um, but I, I just think I, I applaud uh, Nganu for getting into a contract with PFF that lets him do boxing too, yeah. for having his flexibility. And, you know, he's at a point right now where he's like, I'm trying to make my money and gain like notoriety too and not be controlled by the MMA or, or by UFC. So I, I respect that. Oh, me too. Me too, 100%. I miss him in the UFC. But uh, I, I respect his decision, man. He he knows he knows what he's actually worth, and uh, he knew that Dana White was um, shorting him, so he said, "All right, I'm out." Right. It just sucks because we got robbed of him and John Jones. Yeah. Which definitely. honestly, I don't even know. Like, it still could happen. You never know. But yeah. um, you know, uh, um, John Jones has his his sights set on Stipe Miocic next. Yeah. That should be really good. But I almost feel like if Ngannou was going to get him, like he should have been the first one he fought at heavyweight. Like he should have done it right away. Don't yeah. let John Jones continue to get settled in and get, you know, get more adjusted to it. So sure. I don't know. Um, but I think that's all we really had. I think that was it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. So we're going to shut this thing down. Uh, we're going to shut that that down. And um, anything else you wanted to touch on before we before we um, before we uh, sign off for the week? Uh, you know, not much. Uh, you know, just get again, like we said in the beginning, you know, shout out to Ankh. Thanks again for, uh, you know, treating us yesterday. Really appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I know he, he's there. Him and the family are taking off. I think he said this Saturday. So, you know, shout out to Ankh again for uh, treating us yesterday. Yes, we, we're glad that we would be able to spend a little bit more time with you. And, of course, thank you. Thank you for, for coming to episode 200 in person. That was a real treat as well. And um, and safe travels back home uh, this weekend for sure. Um but um, I think that we'll leave it right there. We want to shout out Mad Marcus again. Absolutely. We'll be back for episode two, 203. <clears throat> and um, and look out. We're going to be working on some things for the summer because we know it's going to be a little bit slow for this next month. But then uh, but then come mid-August, come late August, we're going to be ramping right back up into football. So we're going to be busy again real soon. So Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that already. But um, until then, though, uh, that was Say Like a Champ episode 202. It's your boy A-Dub. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.